So, all right, so our next movie review of the day is going to be for Killers of the Flower Moon. I saw this movie, Dustin Not. Uh, this is the new Martin Scorsese movie, highly anticipated. It's always highly anticipated when Martin oh, yeah. Scorsese does anything. Um, and this is his 10th film. Um, and this is about uh, the Oklahoma murders that occurred in the 1920s, the murders um, here of the Osage Nation, Native American people. Um, as you see in the film here, the Native American people, because they had all this land, they had also had oil on that land and they mm. become, you know, lack of a better word, filthy fucking rich. Um, and they became one of the richest people in the nation because the land that they had uh, had all this oil. In it. And then when they had all this oil brings a lot of envy and all these riches. And then what brought, you know, bringing all this envy brought a lot of dangerous things here. And that included the murders of all these people here. Um, that was kind of a coordinated effort to kill these Native American people, take their land, take their oil and then their money. Um, and it kind of led to this huge investigation here, uh, all the way up until like the bureau at the time, not the federal bureau of investigations, but just the bureau of investigations yeah. uh, came down to investigate these murders. Um, and in this film here, you of course have the typical Martin Scorsese players, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Rob De Niro. Um, and it makes me think how many times have, um, Martin Scorsese brought his two boyfriends together for a movie? So for Leo, I think this is their sixth film together. Mm -hmm. So with Leo specific for De Niro, it's his 10th. With DiCaprio, it's his sixth. Okay. But I mean like when it's De Niro and DiCaprio in a movie together. Oh, De Niro and DiCaprio. Uh, Maybe I think second. Second? Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I was trying to think what was the other movie, but I can't right now. Um, So yeah, uh, you're going to have his usual players here. And then uh, one of the people really uh, being the voice of the Osage people, the Native Americans, and one of the main players you see here is a woman named uh, Molly uh, Burkhart, who eventually is going to become the wife of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. She's played by Lily Gladstone, who I heard before this movie's come out. um, A lot of really great, uh, I think she's going to get a lot of good awards attention. I heard about Mm -hmm. that uh, before this movie, and I can definitely see it. She's fantastic in this movie. and the thing about this movie also that was much talked about is it's three and a half hours. Uh, and is it worth seeing, you know what I mean, being the length of this movie? And I talked about this when, you know, when Bo is Afraid and I talked about this with Babylon and, you know, other three-hour movies. Yeah. You know, it's not about necessarily the length at times. It's about how you use that time and what you have to say in that time. Um, and I think with this movie talking about such a serious, cause this is a very, you know, serious, dark subject here in Killer the Fire Moon. I mean, you see, you know, you will see countless of these, you know, uh, native people being killed, um, and this plot to basically just take them down. And, and it, it will, I think, infuriate you to a degree, um, to, to see all this kind of happening and to see if, you know, if, if justice is going to be done. Um, and I think maybe you could have trimmed it down. I mean, you know, being three and a half hours is always maybe something you could have maybe cut down on a little bit. But I think it utilizes that time well. I don't think it ever feels like a slog to get through. Um, I think that, it, you know, it, 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 the pace is pretty good on it. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the difference there of, you know, when I was watching something like Babylon or when I was watching something like, you know, Bo is Afraid of, like, I think you're just kind of saying the same thing over and over again here. And I think that with Killer Five Moon, I think it has much more to say here. 
um, than than those films. And this is also based on a book too. Yeah. Um, and in the book, um, it was much more from the FBI's perspective um, of things. And I think Martin Scorsese kind of reworked that and kind of shifted it more to the criminal perspective here, because of course, you know, that's what he always does best. You know, with a lot of things, a lot of his movies. Um, and this is kind of a almost gangster, you know, kind of Western crime film that you have here um, that he is so expertly, you know, that he's such an expert at. Um, I wish, though, it did have more of a perspective from maybe Lily Gladstone taking more of the lead. I think you see more, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, who plays the nephew of Robert De Niro's uh, character, William Hale, who uh, Robert De Niro's playing. I mean, this is probably the best villain performance all year, probably. Uh, I mean, it's probably what's going to be. I mean, what he does in this movie, uh, because he's the person here is like he's the real mastermind behind everything. Um, and it's even more sinister because he's trying to put on this face of being you know, friends with the Osage people. It's like I'm your you know, he's making all these close connections with these people, speaking their language, you know, getting into, you know, uh, their lives, you know, having his sons marry the, you know, the women of the Osage nation. Um, and, I, you know, I think that a lot of that stuff is just it's just so sinister you know so evil i think oh yeah when you when you kind of have that going on i think he does a great job at that um and leonardo DiCaprio, it's just like with with this movie especially you know directed by martin scorsese and then like i said so many good performances in here from like robert de niro and linda gladstone and leonardo DiCaprio. i think this movie the, its competition is the other great things that martin scorsese robert de niro and leonardo DiCaprio have done in their careers I think that's the thing. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio, who is good in this movie, and he's playing somebody who's a complete dope in this. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, with his accent, I just constantly kept thinking of, like, his character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, and just, like, his yeah. facial expressions in there. Um, it just kind of so much reminded me of there. And I and not say he's bad here. It's just kind of like that just so much reminded me of that. Um, and I... So I think that's kind of a thing, uh, issue here. And then, with, of course, Martin Scorsese with his amazing direction of, like, you know, you can go on and on talking about, you know, what is the best Martin Scorsese movie and, you know, what's your best kind of performance from Rob De Niro in one of those things. So, you know, I, I think that's always a, uh, I mean, that's a good problem to have if you're Martin Scorsese. It's like, hey, you know, what movie do you love more than the, the, the one that he's done? Um, and when it gets into, you know, the criminal element and, you know, all those things, I think it is really interesting um, and a great piece of history, too, that adds, that makes it, that makes it very good. It's something people should know about. Um, like I said, I think some of the weak points here is the whole kind of, I think, Lily Gladstone gets a little bit of a backseat here, um, compared to Leonardo DiCaprio and Rob De Niro, um, even though she's not completely, you know, I don't think forgot about, um, I think she does, you know, have a very big voice in here as well. I just wish it was bigger, um, because she does go to, you know, Washington and she does, you know, talk to the president and, you know, say, hey, like, you know, people are dying, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, bring somebody down here to help. Um, so she, she does have moments like that, um, in the movie. So they give it a little bit, um, but it's just constantly, it's like one of those movies you're just screaming at the screen, like, like it's these fucking people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's kind of just one of those type of movies. It, it is like, man, it, it just kind of depresses the hell out of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, Martin Scorsese, I mean, mostly for me, never really disappoints. Um, I really didn't like the Irishman all that much. It wasn't terrible, but I wasn't. And that was another three-hour movie, too, The Irishman, which uh, was on Netflix. Um, and I was kind of just mailing it myself. Mm. Um, I, how did you feel about that? I mean, I felt, while a lot of the performances in The Irishman were great, I did feel it's 
its length quite a bit at times where you could have shortened some stuff here, moved some scenes here, really condensed it and had, I think a better, just better condensed story with the characters that you already had. But yeah, I think that's, it's, it falls into the, one of those problems. Like when you have a three hour runtime, you really got to earn that. And every scene has to matter. And I should not have to feel that length. And there are certain scenes in certain pacing issues that here and there, it felt a little bloated, mm. but yeah. you could tell that Morris Scorsese was very passionate about that movie. And everybody was really passionate about doing these roles. And so you, you kind of forgave it for its effort but uh yeah that's kind of how i felt about that where it could have lost some time and, and been a more condensed story still would have been like two and a half two hours and two and a half hours and it still would have been fine you'd be like oh, all right that's fine yeah i wonder if you'll feel the same thing about this when you see it um maybe yeah, yeah. um so yeah uh I said there's a lot to love about this movie um it would come from a historical perspective here because um, I didn't really know about the, you know, Osage murders here. Um, it's called like the Reign of Terror. It happened from 1918 to 1931. Um, that happened of all of these, you know, bodies that started to just pile up there. Mm -hmm. um, and just like I said, the evil things that kind of happened in the situation of like you have these people who would marry, you know, these women, um, then kill them. Um, then they would have even children with them. And then, you know, just, you know, possibly just do away with the children. They just get access to all this money and land. and you know, you see this movie, you know, like at one point, you know, Native Americans had, you know, white chauffeurs and, you know, maids and you know, workers and butlers and everything like that. And it's like, wow, you know, uh, that, that, that was really something. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, I would give this um, a strong tune in for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>